Kasig. Kasig, Kirkland, Signature, Performance Plus, V3. What do I need to know? Version 3. Ball Lab coming Friday. I think it's what you should expect for the money. What you should expect for the money. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, people out there in the equipment sphere, buckle up, put on your seatbelts, because we got a lot of equipment to go through. How you living, everybody? It's no putts given. How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? (laughs) America's team. That's America's team. America is... I said, I said they should be, should have been called the uh, the Ack Prescott because there was no D in Dallas yesterday. That was just a wonderful thing to watch for those of us who don't like Dallas. But well, that was a good day. Like I watched Real Madrid absolutely throttle Barcelona earlier in the day, and then the, the Cowboys football. defense. I, I don't know where they were. That's... They didn't show up. They were not involved. They didn't. Uh, they didn't get the memo. The playoffs were starting. But Grayson Murray. Grayson, uh, Grayson Murray got the memo. He won the Sony Open in a three-way playoff, drained a bomb, 39 feet, something like that. Took a peek in his bag. Again, we don't get into what's in the back stuff a ton, but this puts Mizuno on the board. For Mizuno, this is a, a big deal, not because he's playing Mizuno Irons. Everybody, in the, you know, and their mom knows that Mizuno makes Makes fantastic hires, but it was an STX 230 driver. Number one, strokes gained off the tee. By more than a little, I believe. By more than a little. And Mizuno T24 wedges. I think that's also kind of a big deal because how many times have we heard, like, oh, yeah, if Mizuno's irons are so great, how come the, the wedges don't get necessarily the same love that their irons get? Well... He killed it. Sam Sage was he's like 100% on the last day. That was pretty cool. If you Fairway can do that, Woods. That's all right. Fairway Woods, Tony, you and Grayson have something in common. I do see a triple diamond seven wood in there. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love and it. last but not least, in what is becoming almost a weekly event, it feels like on this show, let's hear it for Lab Golf Putters. I mean, the you look at one. the like he didn't have like the best ever week putting, but boy, when uh, he, he did drain a clutch one there, didn't he? <laughs> hey, he did, and I'm just saying, you know, how many putter companies that started out once upon a time, it was a fantasy land for them to say, oh, get in the bag of a PGA Tour player, let alone win on tour, let alone win multiple times on tour it is a train it's a locomotive and it ain't slowing down in 2024 i think it just is picking up you know and i think i think maybe we notice it more because they're they are smaller brands that you don't expect to see like if if somebody wins with an odyssey putter unless it's sort of like what we saw last year with like the jailbird sort of randomness where all of a sudden hey we haven't seen this particular putter before but like when when odyssey wins you, you almost don't notice because there are just so many of them in play scotty wins you you don't notice necessarily it's not to take any credit away from them but by right. any means but when when a small company wins whether it's a lab even roll has some wins over the years right it's, it's uh-huh. it, it definitely catches your attention more if only because we know right we've heard yeah. the stories of how difficult it is for a small brand to break through because brands like odyssey and brands like uh Scotty Cameron have such a stranglehold on the tour, right? And the politics that go into to what makes it in a bag, right? Behind the scenes. So yeah, any anytime with like I said, lab, even roll, anytime you see like a small company win with almost anything, it catches your attention for sure. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. So more to come there, but I mean just just phenomenal. I was looking at a couple questions on the interwebs, uh, specifically on the Twitter oh, slash terrible X. place. That can be. Should can't it? anywhere. Can't anywhere be a terrible place. Anyway, one person asked a question. There's a, a post where I said, "Hey, Tony, Chris, we need what's in the bag for you, fellas, this year." So I said, "Okay, maybe we can do that." But very, very briefly, Tony, what is your process going? 
to look like for you? Like, maybe just take me through, like, what are you looking for out of each slot in your bag? Or maybe four or five different slots. How, how are you going to go through this evaluation process? Yeah, so I think, I think I'm probably going to stick with T300 in the irons, right? I'm, uh, 350? I, I, yeah, those, those, that one's. Yeah, whatever I have against not good with the numbers these days. Um okay. yeah, like I that's a spot where you know iron iron play has never been the strength of my game. And it's it's been better than ever with 350. And so there's there's not as much temptation there. Uh wedges. There's some stuff coming that I'll want to look at, some stuff that's intriguing, but by and large, I've become a little bit of a creature of habit with Vokey. Uh, so we know, mm-hmm. right? We can say SM10. They're out on tour. We're allowed to. Can't give you any details, but we can we can say those words. We can uh, say the become words. They're kind out of a, on tour. They're they're yeah. yeah tour is fair game. They'll um, be <laughs> indeed. Uh, so <laughs> become a little bit of a creature of habit with that, and and not for anything, right? The the fact that we're able to every two years go out there and, and get that wedge fitting and, and understanding how important that is it's huge. That's that's tough. So we're. Where the, where the volatility in my bag is always the driver. Like never, ever a year where I'm not looking at drivers. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been – I love the TSR stuff. Could could find its way back in the bag. But as you know, I'm, I'm really excited about Paradigm, particularly uh, – excuse me, Paradigm AI Smoke, particularly Triple Diamond. Um, Dark Speed. Which we can finally talk about and will in a little bit. Dark speed is yeah. About I think, two and a half I think minutes here. We're going to talk about yeah, dark speed. I think that I think there's something special baked into dark speed. So that's in the running. And then if things go south for me, as they invariably do, like that's when, that's when things, maybe like no. <laughs> maybe maybe I just need more K's. Like, do I need to get all the way up to ten K's in there? You know, like it's. I think Ping has traditionally been the straightest brand in golf, anyway. And now, mm-hmm. you know, what we experience with with 10K when we're out with Ping and and you know the G430 Max 10K, that's another one where mm-hmm. I'm like, like it's um, it's it can be a lot to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't say it's the best sounding driver in the Ping lineup, but it's not terrible. And just like, hey, if 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 them white stakes have been creeping in on you a little bit, like let's. Let's grab something. If I need to push them out, I mean, that that'll be the approach. So and, I think, like uh, you know. at your home course at McGregor, man, if you could step up on number two and not worry about it, yeah, and be like, okay, yeah. that would that, that would whole be, like you you'd worry about that if you hit a nine iron off the tee. Like that's what just, I'm saying. It feels like you're you're kind of trying to thread a needle, but but you can't hit iron. You need to hit something with some distance to it. And, and, and I would have told you, yeah, I mean for sure, and. Three woods and any of the woods, right? Again, I love my my TSR three, my strong three. I, that's tough to mm-hmm. beat, but I'd I'd be willing to take a look at something. And the seven wood, like the seven wood, is just a fantastic tool. Period, regardless of what brand. But if I could find one that that's better than what I have, um, I'd, I'd think about that too. So, what about putter? What's your you know? Because you're 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 a, you're an interesting guy in the sense that throughout your bag, you tend to be a better putter. Than maybe some other place in your bag, but you're not necessarily like a putter guy. Like that's yeah, not necessarily it's just a thing like that yeah. Here it is, and I'm I I couldn't. I, is it? I always struggle with the PXG names, but is it a blackjack? I have I don't know. Whatever, whatever PXG so. Spider Clone. That one that one has been in the bag. It's stuck. I'm happy with it. I putt well with it. Obviously, we've got the the Callaway AI stuff. AI one. Put smarter. Right. You were at, um, yeah, you were at that launch. Yeah, so yep. I may take a look, but that's one where it's it's sort of like yeah, it's it's not broke. Mm-hmm. It was dialed in. I was fit for the Callaway too, but fit for the PXG. It's not broke. No need to fix it. Um, so mm-hmm. that that's one I may not even. You know, like something something really has to blow my mind on on the putting front. Yeah, yeah. I think you know for me it's a similar, a uh, little bit of a similar process in the, in the sense that I'll kind of start in the middle and work work out. I love, you know, again, kind of let's call it the T100, T150 class of irons, kind of from like five iron up, like from five to wedge is kind of that. That's also, I you know, once I get a chance, like the Mizuno, like 243s. Um, again, kind of your quintessential players, cavity back iron in there. Excited to uh, to look at that and, and wouldn't hate looking at, 
just testing something else in that space. We're going to talk about Wilson in a minute. Their CBs look... If you didn't have a Wilson logo on it, um, there's a couple, three, four brands people would absolutely guess it is, and they'd be wrong, and, and they might even be disappointed when they go, oh, God, it's Wilson. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you take the logo cool. off, and you're like, who made this? Mm -hmm, I want those. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you get there, you know, wedges, a little bit of a creature habit, like you said. For me, the biggest thing, again, back to the wedges, it's fitting. It's getting fit for the wedges and knowing what they do and why. And the level to which you and I have both been fit, I, I, I can't say I'm better fit for something in my bag than wedges. Like, I, I, I don't feel, I don't have more confidence in any part of my bag in terms of what I'm fit for than that in going through that process with them. So, you know. Yeah, because unless you're one of the guys, like, all right, it happens, right? You get chip yips or... A little dicey around the green, but I mean, it's it's not going to blow anybody's mind to hear me say that if if a club is shorter in length, it's easier to be more consistent with. So you have you have a club so. that you can sing can swing consistently as I can with a half wedge shot, um, robotic. <laughs> you know, so and so like when you when you have something that lends itself to consistency anyway, and then you are dialed in at a at at yep. a level that probably is is goes above and beyond anything else in your bag uh -huh. when you start talking about you know my you don't have to worry about the grind with a driver for example it's um, boy let's hope not and so yeah <laughs> when you're when you can not. when you can get properly fit by a wet for a wedge or yeah. three wedges four wedges whatever it happens to be yeah that the impact of that is is massive i think so yeah mm -hmm. Get and the rest, yeah, the rest of the bag very quickly. My tweener spot is that seven wood four hybrid driving iron place. That's one that I'll swap out depending on where I'm playing and what's going on. But I want to experiment, experiment more with the seven wood for sure. I I'm gonna I, go the other way. Like I want to find a driving iron that I can use on we'll swap we, we'll, utility. We'll have a discussion about that. Um, and then you know the fairway wood space. I've gotten best performance thus far in the last couple of years. Cobra and TaylorMade in in different uh, constellations. I love the adjustability of last year's like Stealth uh, Stealth Two Plus. Obviously, with QI Tour, right? The Plus became the Tour uh, in our in our lexicon. And then if you go over to the um, to the Cobra side, like I said, we'll get to Dark Speed. I, there's nothing about any of the Dark Speed Fairy Woods that I look at and go, Yeah, I couldn't play that. If anything, again, it's a little bit of the Wilson effect where the way that they look and feel and perform, people go, oh my gosh, that had a TaylorMade logo on it, mm, that had a Titleist logo on it, maybe, you know, crazy good. paying attention. Then, crazy good. And then I, I really like what we talked about last week in terms of driver analysis is I want to take the three or four, get it to the ones that I hit. Say, okay, we get three or four ball speeds or within one to two miles an hour. Which one do I hit the straightest? Got to narrow it down to four. that top seven or eight and then go from there, right? Exactly. And for me, invariably, that's going to be kind of the, the LS or the lower spin model. So it's, you know, it's probably going to be, like I said, triple diamond, um, you know, QI10, LS, dark speed, um, you know, LS, obviously you know, kind of stick within those. I've hit, you know, pings LST, so I have that as a as a reference point. It's but the, the highest spinning of the low spinning lines. It's the highest sure. spinning of the low spinning drivers. Yeah, so go from there. And then on the putter side very quickly, um, I love Link. I love Lamp. <laughs> I love Lab. Uh, I want it, it, it yeah, I'm, I'm really, still, really. I'm, I'm still like the only guy who hasn't tried one. I, think I know you are. Staff, I so. I, and I want to dabble with some of the new models they have coming out. And so. Ooh, teaser. I didn't even teaser. know. But I'm not. Yeah, but you said, when it comes to putters, I'm the most, eh, whatever. Yeah. 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 Which sometimes. So it's supposed to will, excite me? It doesn't. But we will do. I think we should do an official, like, starting lineup. You know, what's both. Of, we, we kind of start playing around the same time in terms of home course, depending mm -hmm. on temperature and stuff. So maybe, maybe that early to mid mid-march time over or, under for me is always the masters like that yeah that's, kind of first part of april yeah so 
but maybe we'll look at something in there. That'll be fun. Hey, quick announcement. We have an official on-course data partner for 2024 shot scope. And you just said, so good. Why? What what gets you excited about that? I just like... We are going to be sharing lots of insights collected from real golfers on course. So you'll see feature articles on the website, inclusions in the newsletter, just little little nuggets of wisdom gleaned from ShotScope data that that will maybe get you to think differently or or maybe confirm some of the things you're already doing on the course. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good things coming with that. I'm I'm so I- excited to have them on board. Yeah, I love it. And in, in, in talking with the team over there, and and we see things the Plus same way. Plus, they're Scottish, so they're so much fun to talk to. Number one, phenomenal to have phone calls with them. I just I want to get like books on tape, you know, by the ShotScope team. I think that'd be phenomenal. But the thing that I really like about what they're doing too is it's all about actionable data too. Like they have a lot of data. We know all this, and that's awesome. But they're really invested in okay, how do we actually take this? And give it to consumers in a way that might actually help them or, or golf smarter, golf smarter. And I know there are other companies out there doing that as well. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't, but I feel like ShotScope is like hell bent on making data accessible and actionable for like real everyday golfers. And I think that really resonates with kind of who we are and what we do too as, as well. So rock on, pay attention people. It's coming out there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Three hundred twelve releases, if I count quickly here, Tony. Between that's roughly accurate. Last, yes. <laughs> between last week and this week, programming note, people. We're not going to give you every single detail and every single release. You'll have to go to the website for that. We should, we should have a special after we get through PGA show. Have John Barba come in for a special edition where he steps us through what he thinks is really cool in the seven hundred roughly articles that he contributed. I think it'd be great because, as you guys know or, or may not know, uh, Mr. Barber, one of our resident experts and passion, uh, you know, he loves the Cleveland Zexio Wilson. Well, he's in the Zexio demographic. So. He's in the Zexio demographic, and he knows those. And, and not just recently either. Like, he's a <laughs> long-time Zexio demographic guy. <laughs> but, you he'd know, be aging he can't out be an expert. <laughs> In everything, and he does old. love himself. He's, but he knows that stuff. So we may not go as deep into those right now uh, today. But let's start at the top, Tony. As we said, we can now finally talk about dark speed. Dark speed. Dark, dark speed. speed. So, so let's talk drivers. Let's start where everybody wants us to start, which is the driver. So start yeah. us off. What do we got? We got, I got three I got models, props. except. Yep. Except when we've got four models, because oh, okay. there's some weirdness in there. But yeah, so we've got we've got a low spinning dark speed LS. We've got a low to mid ish spinning dark speed X, and then we've got dark speed Max. Your forgiveness and or draw biased model, depending on how you want to configure the weights. Okay, so a little bit of everything in the ripple here, and this is. This is super weird, kind of distinctively Cobra, and we'll we'll talk about the why behind this in a bit. But the eight degree LS has a yes. different shape. They're calling it extreme arrow shaping, so a little bit different shape than the nine and ten and a half degree LS models, which also have, I guess, what, what's just like one notch down from extreme. Like that's whatever that whatever that is that that's the aerodynamic. It is property. a pronounced aerodynamic package <laughs> as opposed to an extreme there aerodynamic you go. package. Maybe I don't know. Here's the nine. So this is the nine degree. I may end up in the eight. That's one I really want to compare to the others. Yeah, but it's uh, oh man, yeah. The so compare. Is... So what is the eight like? If this is the nine, what does the eight do? So really, like what's like noticeable? The thing you'll notice is. In those heel and toe sections of the face, that crown is going to swoop down even more aggressively. So, yeah, so kind of yeah. dropping. Yeah, yeah so, so that crown heel, is going to yeah. be almost more domed with an aggressive sweep into the heel and toes, if you will. 
And okay. the other thing, front to back, which is going to be a hard angle for you to get um, yep, in the is. crownish region there. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Um, the uh, You yeah. failed. Um, the, the, the eight degree is going to be a little bit longer. I'd say more of a bullet shape. Some people have said triangle. I, I like bullet better than triangle for no other reason than triangle. Like Harkens up images of 917s and things. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard look. <laughs> no, so, it's, yeah, yeah, really designed to be fast. And they're talking about, you know, they're talking about Kyle Berkshire and the kind of speed he gains. Uh, there's another one who they, they affectionately refer to as Player B. If you can maybe def- decipher the code and figure out who we're talking about here. Uh, but those guys, and again, you're talking upwards of 130 mile an hour swing speed. Those guys are seeing three plus mile an hour gains just over the shape of the head, which is, that is massive. I mean, those are, those are big, big gains. And so while I wouldn't expect me or Chris, you know, guys that, that run 105, 110, depending on, on where, where we are in the day and the season and things like that, you know, I I don't think we're going to see four ish miles an hour per se, but could see one. We, We saw, I mean, we saw speed with Aerojet particularly LS last year. Like I, I could not swing any other club. I tried as fast as I could swing Aerojet. And so you can talk about USGA limits and CT and all of this stuff. I don't care. Like you give me more speed. I'm going to, I'm going to generate more speed coming off. It's going to go farther. And so if you are in the wheelhouse where the aerodynamic shaping of the LS benefits you, you're going to see speed. Um, even the, even the X, is probably more aerodynamically efficient than than most of what's out there, and that's yeah. well, it's kind of the middle one for Cobra. The X is really kind of a mid, mid, maybe even low mid. It's it's definitely not what I would call low. It's not uh, mid, mid to spin. high spinning. Yeah, at all, it's no. it's definitely on the lower end of the mid range, and then obviously the max is is built for forgiveness, and so that's would a case I be of, correct in saying that the like you said the the most extreme aerodynamic obviously said is the eight degree only the eight degree model there is the nine degree model would i be correct in stating that the nine degree model is more aerodynamically efficient than last year's ls yes yeah and that i mean these are yeah this is not rehashing right this is right so pushing aerodynamics and you know we don't we can't say for sure who has the best aerodynamics in golf and it's and we talk about this. It's probably in terms of performance stories, maybe the least interesting, the least sexy, if you will. But I mean, we talk to other people in the industry and, and Cobra comes up as the guys who are maybe just a little bit ahead of the aerodynamic curve. And so, yeah, you know, we, we talked about Cobra not getting credit for being innovative, pushing limits, things like that. But I think in this discussion, they they are at the forefront. And the other thing worth a mention before we jump into the fairway woods with the LS model, and I think this is this is really important, significant. They've brought the three weight system back, and so that that allows you to put a little bit more forgiveness into an LS, or if the LS, as configured at the factory, if you will, spins a little too low for you, you can drop that heavy weight in the back, gain a little bit of loft, add a little spin. Maybe not going to be that as piercing, but but it it adds some playability to the LS that they they took out of it the last couple of revisions. So I I mean I'm I'm excited to see that back. I'm probably an X guy, but that LS in the back option, knowing that hey, if I can get this into playable for me, gain a little bit of speed through the aerodynamics, that's a win-win. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. That's and that's the one I'm really interested in the driver space for them is. It kind of becomes an LS and a half if you put that heavy weight in the back. We saw this last year or when TSR came out with titles. I know we're talking about Cobra, but, you know, the, the TSR 4 or the TSI 4. Can we call 4, it the LSU because that's kind of halfway between S and X? Yeah, we have to figure out what letters L-U? exactly have. Anyway, What's, what letter, working too hard on this. We'll figure it out. But point being, the, the TSR 4 with the heavy weight in the back was kind of a tour configuration they went with that was kind of a TSR three and a half. It was enough of a bump in forgiveness, and right, we're going to see that on the on the uh, fairway woods as well. Like I said, the three oh hey oh three way configuration. Looks so you can good. kind of see you got two, you got heel, toe, and then rear. So same type of of options. What you won't see with uh, with Cobra though is any type of sliding 
type weights. We see that, you know, really, like I said, more so with, with TaylorMade and some of those. But between the three flip different weights. weight ports, flip weights, three weight ports, and you do have the adjustable hosel, um, and so you can go up and down, right, with, with both your loft and your lie angle. And, again, early leader in the clubhouse for best-looking fairway wood. I know that's it's clean, you know, it's, clean. But it's clean. It's just, it's clean. It looks And they've good. done, like they've done, yeah, the, the shaping of Cobra fairway woods has always been really good. Again, for my eye, I understand this is subjective, but you get yeah. somewhere, for example, um, some of the Nike stuff and, you know, PXG, like Gen 5 stuff where it's just like yep. really, really rounded. Like it's almost yes. like a baseball that somebody just kind of shaved a little off the front kind of thing. And so. Yeah, it doesn't suit too. my eye necessarily, but yeah, this, the Cobra stuff, they shape it well, performs well. I mentioned this in the article, like it kind of sucks for Cobra because we know the average guy is going to try three on average, right? He's right. going to take three drivers into a hitting bay. We know what the market share looks like. It's it's almost always going to be some combination of TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, and Ping. So just get into the discussion for Cobra. That's a tricky proposition. And I'm like, I'm telling people. Just, just try one more. Just say, hey, let's let's go try a Cobra just because those idiots on No Putts Given told me to. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to see how wrong they are. And, you know, maybe walk away pleasantly surprised. And, you know, thank me later. I did order a seven wood, Tony. So here's a seven wood hmm. in the X. So, again, similar naming conventions. Again, you guys can go to the articles, check them out for all the nitty gritty details and stuff. But um, I went with the X in the seven wood for two reasons. Number one. It reminded me of the blue colorway on the bottom, which is kind of fun, right? Something that that Cobra did. It's fun. Where yeah, I'll call it fun. It is fun. It is fun. Where it's, a, it's informative. Know, it's informative, particularly if you whether you or whether you know about it or not, you've probably been influenced by it in the shaft space in the industry. The low launch, low spin version of a shaft is typically black, white, or like a silver, like something. Like that, right? If it's mid-launch, mid-spin, something, something in the Oakland or excuse me, Las Vegas Raider family, like it's, yes. it's going to be yes, low-launch, low-spin Raiders, mid-launch, mid-spin, Detroit Lions. Tends to be not the Cowboys anymore. <laughs> not the Cowboys, not America's team. Mm-mm. Mm. No, that one would be a, a, a driver, you know, club that really, really performs when it doesn't matter, and then as soon as the money shots on the line, it. Vomits all over itself. That's what that shaft would be. Anyway, blue, mid-launch, mid-spin. That's the X head. And then, for them, the max is the red. You see a little red. High uh, launch. Numbers and stuff. Higher launch, higher spin. Which, right, red shafts within a given family tend to often be red, denoting higher launch, higher spin. So, there you go. But, yes, I think that's the challenge i pointed this out in the article too as well it's like the challenge for cobra is we'll talk maybe more a little market dynamics in, in the after show briefly but getting whale sounds these... coming out of my house here i don't know what's going on whale hey. sounds wife and like kid belugas home. like belugas anyway we'll talk more about that in the after show, some of the market it, i know what it is i know what it is somebody's using the tonal it's like the Oh, anyway, so yes. good. Somebody's somebody's getting healthy. Good. Hey, All right, love it. I love it. All right. PXG. Shout out to Tonal. Free plug. Love the Tonal. Tonal. PXG. Yeah. Black Who? Ops. P PXG. P the PXG Black What's the Ops. What's the P stand for? Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Shh. Black Ops. It's covert. You don't tell people about Black Operations. They're behind. The scenes they're undeclared. You don't shout and scream. Doesn't and make sense anyway. About black ops. Shh. But anyway, what do we need to know about black opportunities or so black opportunities? No, no irons so far this year. So okay, no irons. This no. is specific. This is all metalwood stuff. Yeah. So we would. This would be about the time when we would expect to see plus or minus a month, right? Gen 7, but instead we have Black Ops. Changing the naming convention, at least with the Metalwoods, I would assume the Irons are, will stay on the Gen convention when the time comes. We'll see. So interesting stuff. Two models. 
We have a standard Black Ops and a Black Ops Tour. We're not doing 0311 XF or P's or T's or any of the other numbers or letters we've or used along the way. Or just nothings, yep. Yeah? Yep. So the, the talking point of the standard Black Ops is 10K, driver number three for the year, across that 10,000 combined total MOI threshold. We know what that means. Big footprint. Uh, mm-hmm. plenty of forgiveness, obviously 10 K worth, but I will say it's, it's to me intriguing for PXG because I wouldn't say all of them, but maybe the last iteration or two of the XF, they've done a reasonably good job of keeping spin down. You know, not, not saying it's low spin, but it wasn't super high spin either. Mid spin right. solidly at worst. Right. Uh, and, and doing that in a, in a 10,000 K package, if that holds up. Is, is certainly intriguing. And then the tour model, you know what you get there, right? That, that kind of that flatter, more penetrating trajectory, lower MOI. And that's, that's a driver where I thought PXG, who, I mean, we remember how spinny kind of the first generation or two was, but started getting into that tour space and they, they showed some promise with a couple of prototypes. We're like, well, you know, they, they might be inching towards something. And then just kind of quietly went away and started doing like mass market, X became a mass market product and then mm-hmm. you know, not even going to call it the X anymore kind of thing. And now, now we're back in the tour space and that's, it's interesting. Be curious to see what these can do. Three weight systems again, as, as PXG has traditionally done. So giving you option to, to configure it any way you need to more forgiveness, more speed up front mm-hmm. slice bias or anti slice bias if you need it. So yeah, intriguing. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Five ninety nine retail price. I'm not sure if if I'm being honest. If I would buy a new PXG driver right now is it, with the isn't historic the tour pricing, one, isn't the other one like fifty bucks yeah, more? Like six fifty. Yeah. So and, and again, knowing their their kind of history of discounting, I mean, I just feel like if you wait by by Fourth of July, these are probably going to be you'll probably catch a sale. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I. Yeah. We'll talk more about. It. Neither you nor I have been hit or fifty, so don't know. Nothing, nothing to share there. But we'll have you know potentially more, more later on. Wilson, we mentioned. I, like I said, just take a. It's hard to make a bad looking muscle back. I get that. That's clean. It's simple. Um, but I'll say this for the CB as well. Um, the the cavity of it, and you kind of see what they're doing with the lines um on it it's very japanese dare i say there is very reminiscent of some other designs and again every bar everybody borrows inspiration from everybody else so i'm not at all saying oh oh my gosh these look like a blank that's you know no what i'm talking about is paying attention it's a cavity with an angle in it you know like it's not proprietary come on right right (laughs) right but but it would not take you long to look through a number of, I would say, pretty pleasing aesthetically, at least, designs in the in that kind of forged cavity backspace from Mizuno, Mayura, Seven. Um, you know, if you look, and I catch just a just a hint. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different category, but some of these lines, right? Maybe a hint of like where the milling is. I guess, like just a hint of like even Titleist concept. But again. You know, none of these things are proprietary. <laughs> like, no. If you start no, but, getting into things like you can't have angles, you can't mill, you can't, you can't, you can't. Like, come on, guys. There's only, but there's when only so many is, ways to do it. When is the last time that you or I even stopped to notice a Wilson iron? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and they've made good irons. And I think my my biggest hope for, for this line is that it's kind of a harbinger of, of things to come for Wilson, where I think, yes, there's some things that they've done incredibly well in the past, but that's exactly where they are. Do you know they won you like a hundred majors 200 years ago? I mean, that's yes. kind of the, yes, the story. Yes, like gutta right? perches and what, yeah. <laughs> yeah so so I, we'll see, we'll see kind of, but we are catching wind, like some vibes of like, Hey, we're going to, let's talk about the, the present. And, and maybe less and how that. yeah and what can we do and like i said if these this iron design is anything 
that we should read into of where they may be headed in this particular space, then, you know, I'm signing up to that email list. Like, I'm subscribing. I'm going to watch. I want to see where they head to. Mm-hmm. This is intriguing. Big uh, thumbs up on this one. I yep, love this. Super intriguing. Uh, uh, there. Just dropped. Even roll. Neo Classic Putters. Roman Empire kind of stuff that our very own Dave Wolf. <laughs> sorry, which he he worked in a lot of uh, things. Very entertaining article. If you haven't, yeah, that was, that was if you haven't taken a look at uh, John Barba School of obscure references and TikTok references and things. He does he does a great job with it. He but, brought it on this one for sure. Yeah. But basically, the purpose here, right, is let's get a couple models. You know, historically with the even rolls, the number two and number five that have sold exceptionally well across the board, across the world. Um, South Korea, I know for sure. Love the black, the murdered out type of look. Those sell exceptionally well. So he said, hey, what if we did this? What if we took a couple of the most popular hosels, we took away some of the modular components to it, made them in a couple colors, and now that's going to be kind of our classic line, but we're not going to compromise on the key technology, which is... Face insert and the grooves now. Well, the grooves now with a face insert, I guess, is the right way to say that, right? So there you go. even roll grooves have long been the story. The idea of, of correcting, being able to make a slight correction for those kind of open face or off the toe hits to kind of just bring your starting line a little closer to where you want it to be. More consistent result because of it. So they haven't changed that. New insert. Kind of intriguing, right? I think it's first, is this the first time we've seen an insert from Yeah, first time we've really seen a full-on insert from them. And, and I was out in California a couple weeks, or this was part of our, our 18 weeks in a row of travel in the, in the fall and the winter. And, you know, I was asking Garen, uh, Garen Reif, owner, founder, uh, lead designer, CEO, whatever, of, of even we'll kind of about these a little bit and he said you know that's something that they've worked really hard on is to try and make sure that it's getting a similar sound and feel they've tried to dial that in over some some generations i'd say two generations ago they were too soft and so people felt at times like they lacked distance control or kind of lacked feedback and so you saw them try to make it a little bit more of a firmer insert, but obviously, or a, sorry, a firmer sense at, at impact. But I think that's always the challenge with the, any type of an insert is not just the feel, but think about different head shapes and designs. Like if, if you have a hundred, you know, if it's a milled putter and it's 350 grams and it's an answer style putter, all of those grams, all that weight are within, you know, a very narrow band, right? But what, what about some of the larger designs, like a five and some of these other ones where you really have to think about aluminum and, and the acoustics? And so, I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll ultimately see kind of how they do in putting stuff. But well, know, I don't slightly... I don't think it's the worst if they they don't feel identical. That's that's kind of, and I mean, I guess, right, if you're going to put it in everything, maybe it needs to. But if you talk about the Odyssey line, for example, like one of the. I don't want to say the beauty, but one of the cool things about Odyssey over the years is, and you know, they haven't been like every release you get everything, but they sure. kind of vary up the inserts. And so like, hey, if true. you like the white hot feel, we can give you that. If you like a different feel, if you like the more of the true stainless, well, hey, we've got a milled fit, you know? So it's mm-hmm. it's having that little bit of everything. So even even if you try it and you go, oh, this doesn't feel like an even roll or what I'm used to. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the worst thing. I don't know. I haven't hit these, haven't rolled them. I don't know what they feel like, but one of these things like, Variety in putter feel is not a bad thing. Period. Not a bad thing. No, not not at all. Like I said, we're gonna. Uh, I mean, you guys can go to the website and check out some of these releases. We're gonna talk a couple of ball things here specifically, but Cleveland Halo XL irons. Cleveland Zipcore XL iron. Cleveland CBX four zip group. It's wedges. It's, it's weird and not weird to me, right? So Cleveland has become the game improvement line of the Shrixon Cleveland, Zexio, Dunlop, etc., Sumitomo rubber industries, uh, golf division. Um, uh-huh. It's weird, right? The wedges, I guess you've got the Cleveland name has some history to it. So 
other than wedges, everything in the Cleveland line has has slanted towards game improvement. And I, I look at these Halo XL, and I kind of smile a little bit. Why? Because Why? Like, Cause you if you games. and I, if you and I hit a club like a a Halo XL, say like Cobra T Rail, another one, Ooh. kind of the yep. big hollow body mini hybrid through a full set design of irons, they go straight up in the air. Absolute moonshots. And mm-hmm. you know, as a guy who doesn't need that, I still enjoy seeing it. It's fun. But I think, <laughs> hey. man, if, if you're a guy who doesn't hit it high, if you struggle to hit it high, you want to, you used to hit it high, you lost speed, you can't hit it high anymore. And, and you would love this to is... actually hit golf clubs that go in the air instead of these kind of flat things that roll out forever. You want to get back to hitting shots that look like how most of us think golf shots are supposed to look, man, these type of designs are so good for that. And it's, it's so much fun. And I know, like, like I said, if, if I hit moonshots and you hit moon moonshots, I know yeah. these are going to be really good for a guy who's, who's struggling, who would love to hit a moonshot. Maybe he's not right. going to hit the moon, but he's, right. he's going to hit it higher than, than he has in a long time. He's going to get out of the atmosphere like for it's, sure. It's, yeah. It's, so again, not for me, but man, I, I can appreciate these, these type of designs mm-hmm. on, a, on a really significant level. Also saw Strixon came out. So Q-Star Tour and uh, Divide Golf Balls. Q-Star Tour has not tested well historically, so I'm not super excited about It's not that. my favorite Strixon ball. It's, it's not, not my favorite Strixon ball, but we'll see again. New year, new ball. Who knows? We'll test it and find out. The divide concept. Not shocking. People are kind of divided on it. Yeah, I'm not. You I'm not. Like I'm not. sure. I, I know people it. who do, but I'm not sure that Shrixon's intent is for you to actually go out and play 18 holes with, with this ball. Like it's. I don't you think they call make a golf ball you're not actually supposed ball. to use? Well, I think you know when you talk about kind of the advantages and where it can help, it's it's kind of looking at it around the green, whether you're seeing how your putts roll with the with the color contrast or or how a ball is spinning on a short wedge shot. That's the kind of stuff where it's it's advantageous. Um, I'm not I'm not sold on on the course, and we haven't talked about this. It hasn't been discussed, and we haven't done any detailed testing on this to tell you what the real world implications are but if you look at the cover of a divide golf ball versus the standard golf ball whether that's q star whether that's z star whatever it happens to be to put those covers together it's fundamentally different that's a different seam pattern and so you know Hmm. shrixon typically has pretty tight seams generally let that lends itself to more stable or more consistent aerodynamics so i you know again just speculating based on what we know here but it's the ball is coming together differently with the divide pattern. It's not, you know, these are, these aren't sort of painted after the fact, right? Um, uh-huh. If you look, it is a, it is a different seam pattern. Uh-huh. So like it probably has implications, I, but again, like it's, if you think it's cool, play it. Like I said, I think yeah. it's realistically probably more of a, a putting around the green type of educational slash practice tool, but Hey, you know, if, if you enjoy it on the course, like, <laughs> if you up. could show me that it performs really well with with the cover implication, I would love it. Yeah. Like I think it looks cool. So I'm a guy that if it wasn't matte, for example, if you give me like the give me like mix it up, give me something fun like a red and yellow, right? Something like that. I would play it. I play it, it all day. Like orange so, in the air if you were spinning. Yeah, so. I guess right. Like that's how. Did I hit it hard enough to turn it orange? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it always reminds me. Every time I see the ball, it reminds me being a little kid, like you know, playing basketball. And you could go get you know, the Chicago Bulls ball, and it was, you know, the panels were different. It was black and red, black and red. So, like, you know, if you hit a perfect swoosh or whatever, like, you could see it spin. That was kind of cool. I had a Lakers ball. It was purple and yellow. Always thought that was cool. So, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. AVX. Ooh. Ball Lab? Is that right, Tony? Did you do a Ball Lab on these? Did no, we... that's not going to be Ball Lab. No, uh, yeah, it takes us time. We don't just go out and buy three dozen as soon as they launch. You got to give it time. Why not? There's a process. Okay. There's a process. Got to. So what can sure. you tell me about it? Can you tell me anything about it? Yeah. Well, we got a new AVX. How about that? Okay. So what is the AVX? What is this thing gonna do? What's uh, this is, uh, what? What are the plans here for Titleist? Because it's not a. We know it's not a Pro V1, Pro V1 X here, but AVX is kind of this. You know. I don't want to call it odd because it's not odd, but it's the only ball that's 
kind of it's, in the Pro V1 family of golf balls, or it gets, it's treated as though it's part of the family, but it has like a different name. So it's like the, the one kid yeah, in the family that gets a different and it's, name. And, it, and compared to kind of its competitive set, which I guess is on paper anyway, right? Lower compression urethane. So it's typically when we talk about that, it's Tor Response, Chrome Soft. Q-Star Tour, RX, RXS, etc. Yep. It it tends to fly quite a bit lower than those. So kind of a yeah, and, and Titleist isn't telling you any differently. Like this is a this is a soft golf ball with a penetrating trajectory, which you know some some people love anyway. And then if you are a higher swing speed guy who would normally kind of overcompress and balloon your typical soft golf ball, AVX maybe is a better option in that respect. Um, but you know, that's kind of where it fits, right? Lower, build as low flight, low spin within mm-hmm. that, the Titleist urethane offering lineup. Yep. Uh, but in terms of what's new, right? It's, I've been saying this a lot, right? Cover to core, core to cover, whichever way you want to start. Um, so they've, they've made some changes to, to make it spin even less in the long game. So lower spin off driver, off long irons, that's going to get you more distance. Tee to green, right? Uh, yep. and, and the other big one here, I mean, I should mention, I think I'm, I think I'm like bound to mention the high flex casing layer. That's become like, we, probably, we talk about that quite probably, a bit. I think yep, yep. I mean, that started with years ago with left dash and it's kind of a, a design that's, that's worked its way into, I think everything in the Titleist urethane lineup now. Yeah. And we're starting to hear like other companies, other manufacturers talk about not high flex casing layer because that's like Titleist phrasing. Like yeah, that, but yeah. that kind of that, whether you want to call it a mantle, uh, mid layer, whatever you want to call it, right? Kind of doing mm-hmm. things at that layer to, to tune performance. So that's kind of worked its way into AVX and then softer feel by way of a thicker cover. So kind of interesting. They're actually bumped compression up, overall ball compression up just a little bit, but the cover is softer. So around the green, off the putter, where you probably tend to notice feel a little bit more, it should mm-hmm. feel a little bit softer. So mm-hmm. That was my first, Is you know, we had some of the, the prototypes or the, the kind of test balls, and I hit it. Do they come in white the, boxes? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I hit it, you know, right away just against a couple other balls in the title side and, and against the previous uh, version of AVX, and just like hitting little wet shots into, you know, little simulator in my basement and that was my first thought was like oh hmm. on partial shots this felt slightly softer like that was the first thing that was noticeable to me so i think if if that was let's say you are an avx player and you felt that that was an area that was maybe lacking in the in the previous version um i wouldn't be at all surprised if this time around you go yeah that is is softer in that space but i think this is going to be a very interesting ball war category I think that's where I'm really interested to see where this all goes, where, you know, you kind of termed it the, you know, not necessarily flagship urethane space where we're seeing, you know, the top, but this one, is one the, level down, right? Yeah. This is, yeah. Like again, back in the day when college football, you had division one and then you had one double a and you had like Alcorn state. This is that like division one, double a, just that slight step. I, because there's a lot of people that want to be in there. And these, these balls also tend to be slightly, you know, one step less expensive than those top flagship ones. And this will be, in. I mean, that's the other thing. This is, this to me is almost odd because you've got yep. Pro V1, Pro V1X, Left Dash, 5499, 5499, mm-hmm. 5499, mm-hmm. AVX, mm-hmm. what you go into the market today and buy, yep. 54.99. New yep. AVX, 49.99. Yep. Nope. So, so five we're, we're dropping prices five bucks. To me, it's weird, but I think, you know, in talking to Titleist, I'm like, why are you doing this? And it, it really is, it's almost, I would say, to an extent, bowing to market perception where and I, you can almost blame Titleist to an extent for this, where maybe maybe the consumer, the golfing market, whatever you want to call it, doesn't see AVX as being on the same level as Pro V1. And I'm not in the discussions at, at Titleist, obviously, but I've always felt like this ball probably could have been named Pro V1S. S for soft, obviously, but it went in a different direction. But it 
it's made like a Pro V1, right? Three layer ball, cast same urethane plant, cover, facility, same, manufactured yeah, right? yeah. at ball plant three alongside Pro V1, Pro V1X left dash to the same standard. So mm-hmm. in, in every reasonable sense, it is just like a Pro V1. It's just built to a different performance spec. And that's, again, I'm not saying with performance, I very rarely talk about good or bad. It's really just different in a golf ball, right? And this this has a quantifiably different performance spec than anything else. And that's by design, right? You can start with this and go, hey, what if we, what if we put a little more spin in it, made it spin more around the green, made it fly a little higher? Well, yep. again, you just made a Pro V1. What's, what's the point? So, you know, this needs to kind of exist in its own little own little spot in the lineup and be different but mm-hmm. in terms of the things that matter from a quality standpoint and, and to an extent performance again talking about that caster thing cover three-piece construction it's it's every bit of pro v1 in that respect and for whatever reason titleist has decided that you can buy it for less money so hey have at it good for good for golfers who love avx i guess i get it i get it last one and then we're going to finish up with uh Maybe a, this is going to be a much smaller after show, if you will, kind of just five, six, seven minutes on some market dynamic questions that I want to ask you, Tony. But uh, that being said, Kasig, our dear friends. Yeah, Kasig. Kasig, Kirkland Signature Performance Plus V3. What do I need to know? Version what do I need 3. To know? Ball Lab coming Friday. Teaser. Um, Teaser. I think. Give me a teaser. I think it's what you should expect for the money. What you should expect for the money. Hmm. And I can, you know, and we'll, we'll, when we, when you read it, we're, we're trying to present both sides of it. Um, there's some, there, there are different ways to be a bad golf ball and some ways are better than others. (laughs) I guess I guess I would phrase it right. Have you like, you play golf, you know what it's like. There are, there are good double bogeys and bad double bogeys. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm probably, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. double bogey. Yep, this is good. <laughs> Noted. And with that, if you want to stick around, uh, like I said, after show, we're going to talk a little bit more on the market dynamics uh, that are present with some of these things. And I want to uh, pick Tony's brain on a couple of things. If you don't want to know about that, we'll see you next time. Where, where are we next week? PGA show in Orlando. And that's how I always get Tony to leave. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I almost I caught a little bit of my zebra rug and almost took a tumble. <laughs> All right. All right. Five to seven good minutes here. Tony, getting some questions around. And, you know, when we're talking to companies, you have all these releases. I mean, and, and we like got 30K worth of drivers between three driver, three brands alone. So we have yeah, 30,000 points of forgiveness. But every year, right, we get this and it, it's a little bit of a re, you know, I guess the question is how much of it is kind of reshuffling, you know, uh, deck chairs on the Titanic where we're going to end up where we currently are because markets by and large don't shift majorly over a single year. However, there's nothing saying they have to stay the same. So what in your mind, let's start with metal woods. So what would constitute a big change in the marketplace. You know, when we look at, again, we've talked how kind of the big four, four and a half, depending on if you want to include Cobra in the category or whatever, 85 to 90% of the market. Right? Yeah, and I think, so, and I think even deeper perspective, when you look at that kind of straight ranking, right? Who's the number one driver in golf based on, you know, whatever metric somebody wants to pull it's typically the big two right it's it's callaway and it's tailor-made fighting for that especially we talk about retail sales right dollars retail dollars it's typically callaway and tailor-made titleist rolling into year two so if you want to look at uh i guess kind of the, the tail end of that equation first the the big question is does cobra have enough with dark speed where they can leapfrog titleist into probably the four spot this year i think you know realistically that's that's 
Cobra's target. And it used to be, Cobra used to outsell Titleist in the second year of a Titleist run. I think that has probably changed with T-Series, you know, TSI, TSR especially. So it's, it's become, you know, I think that that's hurt Cobra a little bit. But if they can if they can leapfrog Cobra, I think that's one thing to look at. And then mm-hmm. on the top end is, you know, you've got, you've got three really good stories. Right? AI Smoke, which again, you and I love. QI 10. I mean, TaylorMade's going to make a good driver. Period. <laughs> like that's, oh, it's good. That, I'm shocked. No. That's weird. So it, it really becomes like, hey, Ken Ping off the strength of Max 10K, which we think we don't have loads and loads of data. A lot of this is anecdotal and kind of early most wanted testing. That seems to be the one of, of the 10Ks, you know, really for us two at this point because we we weren't able to get the pxgs but if if ping can kind of leapfrog and move into that one spot it's not unheard of right the no the original not unheard of i think g30 I think. they did it back in the day so if if ping gets hot that could be disruptive so that that's kind of what i'm what i'm eyeballing but i think mm-hmm. boy, i mean everybody's so strong right now it's it's tough to see much of a major shift i'd see strong to, to very strong uh like my my stock portfolio um but yeah i think the dynamic that you point out there that I, that i wanted to talk about a little bit is because stuff doesn't change every year but companies can't release necessarily product every year some are 18 months some are 24 months some again you feel more in that 12 month cadence but in that top four or five spot like you said callaway's new new story TaylorMade's new new story Ping is effectively second year, same story with a twist with the 10K. So that's a little bit different. Titleist with with TRS, this is the second. Uh, TRS, TSR? Or we, TSR, we... TRS, yeah, whatever. T- <laughs> with, Teaser. You know, <laughs> Teaser with their current generation of, of Metalwoods. But, you know, they will replace those at some point. But that's not new. So like you said, does Cobra have enough momentum to kind of overtake that? But we're seeing that on the golf ball side as well, right? This is the back half for Titleist in terms of Pro V1, Pro VX, you know, Pro V1X, their flagship. But it is a new year for all of the competitors in that direct space with, again, I mean, this is where I think the ball stuff gets interesting because, you know, everybody else in that space in the top three or four that is not Titleist is releasing a new flagship tour urethane ball this year. So are we going to see any meaningful changes in, in that? Like does Callaway have enough to steal a couple more points from, from Titleist? It's the ball space is fascinating because I think, I think the numbers will shift. It's, it's just a question of, of how they shift. And so if you look at a good bit of the market, and I would say pre-Chrome Soft, okay. Titleist was was kind of on on its own in an island to an on an island to an extent. And sort of like they were they were gonna do what they did and they were gonna get their massive chunk and nothing was mm-hmm. gonna interfere with that. Pre-Chrome Soft, it was sort of like Callaway, TaylorMade, Bridgestone, and to a lesser extent Shrixon. These guys would get new balls and then those four kind of steal points from each other. Right. There might have been a nibble here or there, but nobody nobody's able to really take a sizable chunk out of out of Titleist at all. And then ChromeSoft. ChromeSoft hit. And I don't want to say that ChromeSoft took a massive chunk out of Titleist because they're still, I mean, 50 plus, give or take, of the market. But what happened there? Callaway took a little bit more out of Titleist and, and quite a bit out of everybody else. And so right. that that's kind of they got to that clear two position by by stealing a lot from the little guys. And so the the question always is, okay, like these guys are probably going to take a little bit from each other as they go. Curiosity, right? Like I may be a TP five guy, but sure, I'm really curious about the the Chrome Tour, for example. Or hey, new Bridgestone mm-hmm. ball. What, what are those markings we've seen on Twitter on those? I'm I got to try that. And so it's. You know, who, who am I taking share from and is it that, 
am I going to keep it? Or am I going to be like, yeah, okay, I tried it. And now I'm going to go back to whatever I was playing a Pro V1, for example, where I've been playing it for however many years, a lot of history with it. Every great shot I've ever hit as I was in Pro V1 at the beginning and end of it, that kind of thing. So that that's the dynamic is how much... Where does it come yeah, from? Where does it come from? Because I, I think Callaway has its most compelling golf ball since Chrome Soft. And, and frankly, Chrome Soft was only compelling as a story, not really as a, as a performance not product. Not on the performance side, right. Yeah, yeah, and I think the distinction here is, again, like we know, I've talked about this quite a bit. Chrome Soft, what is now Chrome Tor X, what was Chrome Soft X, really, really underappreciated by the market. Really good golf ball. Sub two percent market share. Think about that. Right. right, like this is Callaway's top performing tour ball up right. until this point of time. Less than two percent market share. Mm-hmm. That that's not challenging anything. Timeless is doing. It's it's right. just not. And yeah, you know, Chrome Soft again, higher share, but not not a true tour level performer. And so it's that that Chrome Tour now is yeah. where that is set up to go head to head with Pro V One in a year. When, when Titleist doesn't have an ability to play defense, and by defense I mean a no a new Pro V one that's going right. to raise curiosity at the same right. level, right? This is your right. year in. You kind of know what it is. There'll be more curiosity around Chrome Tour, and I think there'll be. Yeah, I'm not telling you like, hey, watch the first two months of the season. Callaway is going to have the best selling ball. That's not going to happen, not by a long shot. But there's going to be a lot of curiosity around Chrome Tour as well out of the gate the marketing is going to be heavy we're already seeing some of that and it's for me the 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 one battle to look at is what is the conversion rate the keep rate right how many guys try chrome tour against pro v1 and say i like this better i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy another five dozen yeah because it's it and, and like you said just a couple quick thoughts on the market dynamic piece the, to me the reason the ball stuff is so interesting is one it's it's evolving and changing because it's a consumable, right? Like people aren't buying four or five, 12 drivers a year. So you just have, you know, you have millions of dozens of golf balls that are being purchased every year. So there's a lot of volume going on there. And then it's, it's as you mentioned, in kind of that pecking order, if I'm in two spot, well, it's very obvious probably where I'm going to try to, who's hide, right? I'm going to try to take a bite out of, right? <laughs> but if you're in- I'm number two, I'm going to really go hard after number three. Yes, but if I'm in three, four, if I'm maybe, you know, Taylor made tricks on Bruce Stone, et cetera, if I'm trying to gain any meaningful share, like, you know, kind of see people on a ladder, like, like you said, is, is Callaway, you know, with one hand, are they kind of slapping the people behind them, but really it's full speed ahead? I mean, that that's kind of the sense. So how does, you know, do we see that arrangement you know, changing at all. And then, like you said, what is the story? How does that maybe develop? Because next year, again, if past is prologue and history does, let's just say, we don't know anything, but let's just say next year would be slated to be a new year for Pro V1, Pro V1X or whatever. But the back half of the 24 models that we're seeing now I think what Titleist tells us about that ball, if it does come out in a year, will have an awful lot to do, will tell us about these dynamics that we're kind of pontificating on now to see, okay, here's kind of what they think about it. Because they are the clear market leader. They are the number one, regardless of metric. They are the bona fide leader in that category. Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out, right? Callaway's strongest revenue generate, at least you know, in terms of maybe not revenue, but revenue is pretty close with Chrome Soft, but volume is super soft by plenty. Right. So there, I mean, Callaway is really strong at the lower end of the market for sure. Can, as I mentioned, right, can Chrome Tour and a, and a new Chrome Tour X, can that, can that gain interest from serious golfers from, I don't want to say tour level guys, but guys who play a, a true tour level ball, are they going to be interested in, in the new Callaway balls? And the other ripple here is right. It's a new year for TaylorMade too, and so you're going to have TP5, yes. TP5X, both of which at retail are significantly stronger than Chrome Soft X has been historically. Again, in the market retail, so you know what what's going to be the relationship there. So I mean, honestly, before 
Chrome Tor as a as a new offering in the model before it can even look at a Pro V1. Seriously, it's got to it's got to hop over those tailor-made balls. Absolutely Again, within that within that demographic. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think from what I've seen so far, the the campaign, the, the marketing on Chrome Tours is, is has been good so far. Uh, so if they can stack a couple tour wins with it, something like that, gain some momentum, especially ahead of, of retail, would be nice. But um, I, I expect I that I, I expect a lot of guys are going to buy a dozen to check it out. Sure. Intrigue. I get it. Yeah. So they're, they're going to that... sell a lot of dozens early. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about this and it's, it's true for, for any challenger golf ball. It's, it's easy to sell the first dozen because again, the barrier, it's so bucks. Intrigue. Yeah. yeah I'm so curious. I'll spend $50. It's, it's whether I spend 55 again and again, yep. again, or if I decide that, you know, I'm, I'm happier spending my money with Titleist as I have for as long as I can remember. Right. So intrigue. Gets you in the door, performance gets you back. So we'll see how that goes. We'll stay on top of this one. We'll stay tuned. Next week we are in Orlando, so catch all of our social stuff. There's going to be tons, man. It's Orlando. It's the PGA show. There's going to be all sorts of things. So if there are questions, things that you'd like to know, please let us know. Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C, for no putts given. We out.